Welcome to the Bali Effect. This is Preeti Tana. And this is Dee Dee Perry. What's up, Dee? I don't know. <laughs> we don't know because we're sort of uh, flying kind of last minute here. No, not even last minute, just a little. It is the end of a very long day. Yes, for and, sure. And, you know, I just ask you to bear with me because there's a part of me that, you know, it might be in my mind. There's a part of me that, that feels tired and like I might be coming down with something. But then it also might be the hysteria that is starting to grip the hearts and minds of New Yorkers about Corona. Right. Not the beer. And I think that I'm trying to not buy into it. But at the first like sneeze earlier today, I was gripped with panic. Same. Headache yesterday. And yes. And I thought, you can't go anywhere. I, I got myself a big green juice right here. And it actually is full of ginger and lemon and green things. And well, I'm think, actually feeling a bit better, but I don't know. Well, there was that moment today when you said, girl, I'm not feeling well. <laughs> and I thought, okay, um, okay, we're about to go on soon. I'm not, I'm not sure if our guest is going to make it. He also had a little momentary um, brief uh, texting exchange with me today that asked if he could also reschedule. We'll talk about that. <laughs> and what? so and so all throughout the day I thought, I thought... I you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> so I think it's part of the learning process of of doing a podcast because we've been pretty lucky. Extremely. For the first seven episodes. It's been that many? Seven episodes Damn. of seamless recording. Yes. No scheduling issues. I'm sorry, do you have amnesia? What do you mean? No scheduling issues? The first seven. That was eight. Oh, okay. Yes. Girl. Lucky seven. <laughs> okay. I've lost count. <laughs> then we get to eight when we had a little bit of the magic of plan B. Yes, which when we is had great. the last minute cancellation, which actually led us to a mass um, communication with friends and family to find a guest last minute. You pulled through and brought in Daniel Matura. And by the way, if you guys haven't listened to that episode eight, it is so good. Glorious. Um, I which, learned so much. I know. Me too. During that one. Like, what is he talking about? Okay, I got it. I got it. Which also led to today's guest. We'll get to that in a second. So we're learning. We are. We're learning to fly this plane as it's... <laughs> at this point, are we on the runway or are we, you know, somewhat in the sky? We've taken off, but we're still oh, not cool. at the altitude where Wi-Fi is available. Uh, all right. You know, we're still right, flying a little right. bit below 10,000, I think. I don't mind that. No, it's slow. We've had liftoff. Slow and steady. Congratulations, Tana. Congrats, D. <laughs> we did it. You know, it, it it doesn't seem like it's been this long. It actually seems like we were recording for the first time maybe a week, two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. But I'm absolutely in love with this process. Have you? It's been pretty good for me, too, because... I'm trying not to get wrapped up in perfection. If anyone knows me, um, they know that I, I'm super logical and linear and methodical, and I need to figure out everything. I'm sort of type A. <laughs> and all of this shaking his head <laughs> up and down, yes. And so what I've loved about this is um, the idea of not being perfect for me, of just sort of letting it go. And... And I, I even went through the process again because my sister-in-law this past weekend uh, made me listen to our podcast on the way to Vermont. And I say made me because I listen to them once, but I don't revisit. And I sort of try and find um, key moments when I'm posting on social media. But I don't, you know, I feel like when we record, I remember most of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And That's interesting that you say that because I feel the same way. I listen for... You know, okay, what are things we're going to try to emphasize? But I, I don't read my own reviews. No, you know, like, so, exactly. so whatever we're putting out there, it's just out there. It's out there. But I had the opportunity to listen to an entire episode. Which one? Um, Amit's Patel's oh Love gosh. Part One, which is actually I take that. Very I, good. I I just listened to that in a car ride just because, and then the follow up with all of them, right. and was taking copious notes. And I found myself back to, you know, criticizing, you know, I can't hear my voice or... That is not where I thought you were going. No, this. but so this is this is what's interesting. Um, for the first couple minutes, I was sort of cringing at my voice. What? Or, yeah, and, I, and I, I couldn't quite hear myself. And then I thought, oh my gosh, no one said that they can't hear me. Um, it was more the volume of the, the car radio. But, you know, I'm not actually used to 
talking in the microphone. I think we're getting better. And then I finally said, you know what? It doesn't matter. Hmm. It really doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because along the lines of who cares, but it's, I'm not doing this because I want someone to hear it and think, wow, Preeti has this amazing voice. I'm doing it. Which you do. I'm doing it because I love it. Okay. I love having these conversations. I loved, yeah. you know, our guests and I were chatting before we got in here. I wish that was recorded. That was also pretty fun. So well, you I, can remix it and drop it back. We're in gonna later. we're gonna bring it back in. We're gonna bring it back in. Well, and this this triggers a question for me. What do you think perfection would look like for this project? Because oh. maybe what we are doing is perfect. Well, I don't think it needs to be. But I, what is perfect? Well, I think that was part of the process of listening. That's where Perf- I... Like audio-wise? Audio. And sound quality? And, well, maybe sound quality. Maybe the... We the... sound dope. <laughs> <laughs> Didi, you sound dope as well. I mean, I just have to say a lot of the feedback I get is, you're good. That Didi's voice. And it is angelic. But I think it's voice quality for sure. I also think it's uh, how well the conversation moves. Um, when I did many years ago, when I did, thank you, by the way, you're welcome. <laughs> when I did yoga that. teacher training, I remember them telling us that we all have these words that we use that we're not aware of. Um, so when you're teaching or when you're going through a process, be aware of these words that you kind of throw in. And do you know what my word is on the podcast? What is your word? Wow. <gasps> <laughs> I say that continuously. Interesting. I wow. think I, I <laughs> I've heard myself use the word fascinating more than once. And I now feel like I want to self-censor because I'm like beating the, but beating that's the just horse it. too much. You know, I don't want to self-censor. Of course not. That's what I mean. That's by what saying, I really feel. Right. That I think things are interesting. And I, my word for that is wow, I guess. And that's okay. That's okay. You, you that's... know who else uses the word wow in like full, complete wonder? As reported by his mother. (laughs) Very close. Um, What's that baby's name? Charlie, Meghan and Harry's baby. She she was describing his astonishment when he got to Canada and he just saw the beautiful majesty of nature and he kept saying, wow, wow. So you are in good company. See, on the one hand, I think that's so incredibly wonderful to be compared to a child and still Royalty. have that childlike wonder. On the other hand, I think my vocabulary is pretty... Uh, Don't say it. Pronounced. So why can't I think of another word besides wow? Because that is the one that is most fitting in yeah. the moment. Yeah. So um, sort of letting go of that. That needs to be a certain way well, for I, our five listeners. Listen, I think we're at seven now. <laughs> and I also think that for for me, perfect is us just showing up and interrogating the people on the hot seat. <laughs> In a way that makes them um, comfortable enough to open up that they just tell the truth. If we can do that effectively, I'm good. We're good. I'm good. I don't. I don't think that there is a metric per se that a podcast we can use metric to quantify. I mean, you know, not by in any way that is meaningful to me. No, but here's the thing. I think to your point of showing up, um, we we the idea that we came up with and put in motion it's extraordinary to me that we're on we're recording i think number i think you're 13 um and so that's extraordinary that feels dope it does feel good i'm i am i don't know if it's 13 or 12 whatever back to it's more than one (laughs) it's it's, in one seemed impossible at one point it did so we're we're on a roll we have two this week you know we have one friday Listen, Put that in your calendar. I got to get to the gym for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, mind. should we should we intro our lucky number thirteen guest? I don't think that we should intro. We should just drop him in. Drop him. Boom. In. What's up, Justin? Because sometimes the, life does not give you introductions, and you just got to show up and show out. That's right. So here we have Hugh Jackman in this. I, mean, <laughs> I, I took a look at him and I thought, Justin Jafrida. Hey, hey guys, him. thank you for having me, and I'll take the Hugh Jackman reference. I mean, Dee gonna... and I would like you to just speak for the next. <laughs> we'll uh, listen. No, well, the, the first thing I want to say is thank you for having me, and, and lucky number thirteen. That's always been my number. Oh. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I don't know why it's got 13. such. Honestly, I don't know why it's got such a bad rap. I, I like it, and it's always brought me good fortune. So, um, hey. Thank you for having me, and even if I'm a Plan B guy, I'm happy to be here. 
No, 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 no. no, no. no. You so, are plan A for for today. What, for today. Right <laughs> yeah, for today. What what had happened a week ago, I can't even remember. We had a last minute cancellation. So in, in reference to being lucky so far, we had not had any cancellations up until that point. Right. And that cancellation, um, you know, came 30 minutes before we were supposed to be in the studio. So this required mass sort of... Um, Reaching out to friends mm. and I Pan just handling on the subway. <laughs> Will anybody come on and just talk to us, please? It's a Saturday morning. So uh, my good friend Joshua uh, responded quickly and swiftly with your name, although it was sort of we couldn't get you on right then and there. So we're happy because actually that cancellation brought about a bunch of new guests, including yes. Justin. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Joshua is my biggest fan. Thank you, Joshua. <laughs> He's gonna love this. Thank you, Joshua. <laughs> But um, thank you for coming through. We we are astonished when people who don't have some sort of immediate contact to us are willing to to come and, yeah, and make it out. I mean, of course. I mean, you know, on on the note of perfection, before I think it's such an interesting topic because I think people, so many people, don't start things. You know, all those things that they want to do in their life because they feel that need to have everything planned out, a hundred end to end, and I think. You know, I, I heard you reference before. You know, jumping off the cliff and making the plane as you fall, and I think that's 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 the beginning of most amazing stories. You know, and we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll get into mine a little bit later. But no, it's... we're going to get into it now. So you're from Australia, yeah? <laughs> yeah absolutely, yeah. Where uh, in Australia? Well, you know, I, I like to think it's the best part of Australia, but I'm from the southeast, from Melbourne. Ooh. Yeah, and, and and Melbourne is, you know, for those who don't know it, it's 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 the really artsy urban part of Australia. I think I think a lot of people compare it to the New York of Australia. So how yeah. the heck did you get here? What who would want to leave? <laughs> we always ask that of any guest that leaves and comes to New York City. Yeah, no, it is an it is an interesting story. I, I mean, I think like most people, just from a really young age. I was super, you know, I, I felt like I wanted adventure. And, um, you know, I think, if, I think if I rewind the clock back, it started pretty early in, in school and college um, from doing a study abroad uh, program. And I went to, I was lucky enough to go to Amsterdam. And that was a pretty hard, that was a pretty hard, uh, uh, you know, pretty hard sell to my mum and dad, who are pretty traditional uh, Italians. <laughs> oh, really? To, to study abroad for a semester? I mean, it wasn't so much to study abroad. I think they were pro that. It was more the Amsterdam. reputation that mm. is that is Amsterdam, which might explain <laughs> light special. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might explain the big grin you have on your face. Yeah. <laughs> Reminiscing. How old Bombay. were you? Um, so back then I was 19 when I, when I, when I flew to Amsterdam, but it was something that I dreamed of growing up through high, I mean, that was probably most of why I wanted to do, uh, you know, university it was to do this study abroad program. And, you know, I, when it came time and I got selected for Amsterdam, um, I thought I'd have that heart to heart conversation with my dad, you know, about, mm. Hey dad, um, where do babies come from? Yeah. <laughs> well, not quite that one. I think it was the next iteration of, Hey, I know what happens there in Amsterdam. I know, I know you have. How do I not make babies come from <laughs> when I get over there? <laughs> but I, I, I was, I was open and honest and said, look, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an adult now. And if, if, if it happens, then, you know, then, then I'll try it. And then I saw the look on his face, which was, Oh no, you will not. Wow. <laughs> so you were proactive in your approach. I'm I, just going to put it out there and see the response I get. More power Did to you. Did you have this conversation with your mom? No. You know, my mom's always been the liberal one out oh. of the two. <laughs> She's like, here, baby, pick a color. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, a, to, a long-winded way to go back to your original question, which is uh, I did that and I, and I think I got a real sense of just – you know the 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 possibilities that 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 living overseas opens up, um, and I'd never been to New York before, and so getting back from that that original study abroad trip, I thought naturally I want to you know I've got this big feeling of being an entrepreneur, and I and I think I've never been to New York before, but I but I hear it's good for that. So well, well you didn't immediately become an entrepreneur and move to New York, did you? After graduating college, absolutely not. Aha! Uh-huh. What happened? Well. You know, I think I, I think it's a common story. I, 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 once again, from a young age, I think I had it really 
deep within me. You know, when I was when I was in high school, I started a little lawn mowing business. And yes, <laughs> and, okay. Yeah, and and I, you know, I was a big fan of Richard Branson back then. I was reading his books, and nice. I, 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 I was swooning. I was I was, I was really into it. Um, but then I think life happens, and uh, I went to school, and this whole idea of you know finding something linear and safe and stable and stable paycheck and you know what's pretty what's, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day what's more what's not more stable than accounting hey there will well, always I, be numbers yeah <laughs> exactly so you you had this desire as a child to be an entrepreneur and you said okay I'll do accounting well yeah i guess it's yeah. not as it's not as simple as that but ultimately i think you know, it, t- it actually ties really well into the reason why I moved to New York. And I think this is pretty uh, – something that I, I, I pay a lot of, um, you know, a lot of respect to and I think about a lot, which is when I was in my home country, and I'm not sure if everyone feels like this, but I felt a real sense of, um, you know, doing what society – you know, really classed as safe. And, you know, that wasn't, it wasn't directly being said to me, but it was just what I was seeing every day, what I, what my brothers were doing, what my family were doing. And, you know, naturally you see that as a role model before you. And and I think I really got, I I think I really, for for, for a little while there, I I steered away from what my inner, inner truth is, you know, which is doing something creative, which is doing something entrepreneurial. And it wasn't until I took that trip to Amsterdam that things really opened up again for me. You know, you just touched on a – I had this moment just now of this, oh, right. Because what you said was, you know, sometimes in our hometown, what we're used to is when we find it harder to break out of the norm. And, you know, I had this moment because I think we all know how how much I love traveling. Uh, and it, I don't know, it just, that really, that, that comment really stuck with me because the idea of I can be more of myself somewhere else mm. has mm-hmm. always been in the forefront for me. I mean, not to throw shade, but you did grow up in Jersey. <laughs> yeah. But that was shade. That- <laughs> <laughs> but I... I I know I, I, I hear what you're saying. I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> well, he grew up in Melbourne and felt the same way. I mean, no, that, you know what? I remember going to Paris by myself. Uh, incidentally, I, I had planned a trip with a friend who canceled at the last minute. Talk about last minute cancellations, and at this point, everything was not refundable. So I went by myself. I expected that I was going to read all these books, that I was going to have all this time to reflect and journal and just solitude and Mm -hmm. delight in that. And I ended up having the exact opposite experience. I met so many people. I connected with strangers of so many different walks of life, different ages. Um, It was glorious. And I remember having the thought in the moment, wow, my soul is breathing so much more here than it does back home in New York. Yeah. And, and you I did s- not grow up in Jersey. I didn't. I didn't. I grew up in Hartford, Connecticut. <laughs> I'm just and... trying to rewind the shade. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, I felt confined, but I, I hear what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, so, so what was the moment? By the way, I'm not usually on brand. Dee Dee usually is, so I'm just gonna I'm gonna get on brand of our podcast. What was the where, what moment? What tri- what what moment did you have that where you said, you know what, I'm I'm gonna drop the accounting thing and I'm going to move to New York? Yeah, I, you know, I think it was just so many, you know, waking up so many days in a row, feeling a certain way of, you know, the things aren't exactly how I wanted them to be or what I imagined them to be. Um, I think, you know, I, and, and I think to Didi's point, I think you, you, you've got two wolves. Everyone's got two wolves in them. And I think you how you progress through life is, you know, sometimes we get a little complacent and we feed the bad wolf, you know, and the bad habits. Mm. But I thought, you know, you know, to go back to it again, the Amsterdam trip was a really good example for me that, hey, that was something where I I, I, I took a risk and rolled the dice and, and did this. And, you know, study abroad is not a, you know, a very risky thing in any respect, but it really paid dividends and it had a massive effect on me. And so going back to Australia and getting back into an accounting job, and getting back on that linear journey again uh, and, and waking up so many days in a row feeling like that was enough for me to say, hey, I've, I've, I've felt the benefits of taking a gamble like that before 
and I'm going to do it again. Um, and, you know, again, to Didi's point, when I got to New York, all those, you know, all those kind of indirect pressures of where you should be and what you should be doing just really lifted off my shoulders, you know, and I started meeting really interesting people that gave me a really good, um, you know, good kind of perception of, you know, what's possible. So what, Justin, why don't you tell our guests what it is that you do do in New York City <laughs> and, and give it everything you've got. Or we will. Yeah. <laughs> be better if you do. Like go. Yeah. Because we didn't do his bio. <laughs> I'm just realizing. Well, let's go back to the beginning where she said sometimes we don't need to oh, do that. Oh, snap, right? No, let's just hold the intrigue. Yes, who are you? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I think naturally the Australians can be really humble, but yeah, I've been in New York for seven years, so I'll let it rip this time. Yeah, <laughs> let it go. But um, no, I'm, 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 you know, I'm probably, a, I started out as a tax accountant um, and then I came to New York and, and really uh, kind of went back to basics and, and, and got myself into something that I was passionate about you know and I thought you know talking about uh, jumping off a cliff and building the plane under you it was just step one you know I think what's interesting is that nobody truly knows who they are to begin with but you you know over time you start to realize where you where you shouldn't be and it also it almost becomes like a process of elimination so I knew that accounting wasn't for me so I wasn't going to go back to that so I got to New York and got myself in hospitality um, some restaurants and bars and I was immediately uh, you know, immediately blown away by how what what a level of satisfaction I got from. What, from... what was your first gig in that hospitality industry? Yeah, well, my first gig was bartending on uh, Madison Avenue at a really, really uh, ritzy place, and and the interest. I could uh, see him uh, killing it. <laughs> I mean, but was that the ladies who <laughs> lunch must have been eating it. <laughs> you know, Didi. You know, you know what the interesting thing about that was is that I'd never bartended in my life, and. Um, it's actually one of my one of my, my my proudest stories is that till this day it's it's the job it's the one and only job that I've ever been fired from. Um, and well, if you had no qualifications, <laughs> that couldn't have come as too much of a shock. But but it, but it was it was my best failure in that way because yes, I, I, I love that my I, best failure. It, it really was. It was I knew I wanted to do, get into hospitality and I really gave it a try and and um, I heard that there was a job opening at this place that was way above my experience level or pay grade as they say but I got into that interview to just and just told this guy everything that he wanted to hear I told him that I was a cocktail bartender from you here. lied I lied a little bit I was, <laughs> you know, I was wondering how he got the job by saying he had never right. bartended before I told him that I was one of the best cocktail bartenders from Australia and um, like, you're not going to check my references <laughs> yeah. and I thought you know what in two weeks I can just google everything I need to know but that was definitely wrong. But <laughs> for the record, <laughs> folks, but, I might use this in my job searching strategy. <laughs> Not Google how to be a bartender. Okay. I mean, there's a lot to this story, but but I'll, but I'll I'll bring it in with the short version, which is I I lasted in that job. Um, I think by pure enthusiasm, you know, for, with the people that I work with, and I learned more about. I learned so much in that three weeks that allowed me to get a, to get another really great job. You know, in the end, I, I probably wasn't ready to be shaking and baking cocktails on on Madison Avenue. Okay, but um, in the end, uh, I think it was the manager there that pat me on the back and said, "You know, you're a great guy." <laughs> and he goes, "I'm not sure how they make cocktails in Australia, but you're probably not ready for this." That's very gen- a gentle letdown. Kind. Yeah, but, but to go kind of full circle with the original question, which is, you know, I fell in love with the industry there and then. Um, you fell in love with the industry there and then by bartending and getting fired. Yeah, despite. Hey, look, despite. I love it. That is, a, that is a <laughs> excellent. What, what was it that you loved? You know, I think, I think coming from, look, everyone's different, but I think coming from an industry like accounting where I was so far detached from the end result of the work that I was doing was hard for me. You know, I, I now know that I'm someone who gets a lot of pleasure from working with people and developing people and, and really seeing things come to life, something that's more tangible that I can see, that I can touch. Um, you know, and I actually think this goes back to, you know, yes, I got fired from that job, but I actually think that that's a really strong kind of, um, metaphor for why people should follow their passion. You know, if I stuck it out in accounting and things got, you know, if I, if I got myself into, you know, the next level, the next tier of that industry, I'm not sure that I would have had the passion to really 
mount up to that challenge, you mm-hmm. know. But when I got myself into bartending and you get fired after three weeks, I was only more energized by that. You know, I was I was passionate and I was fired up and, and I did not care that I just got fired. You know, I was looking for the next thing. Excellent. What was that next thing? Right? <laughs> the next thing was, um, well, I, I'm not going to name names, but I had this place on my resume and, and although I got fired, the manager told me that, you know, you're a great guy and we're going to give you a good um, reference anywhere you go. And he, nice. and he said, believe you me, if you, you have our place on your resume, you're not going to have a job anywhere else. Uh, you're not going to have a problem getting a job anywhere else in the city. So I then, um, you know, he was true to his word and, and I got a really great um, a really great bartending job with um, with an Irish bar hospitality group. And I don't know um, if, 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 if it's well known, but, but, but I think the Irish have a special way with hospitality and, and telling stories and making people feel comfortable. I always feel at home in a pub. Yep. Absolutely. Truly. And so I, I, I was there for the next two years and, and I really um, fell in love with the craft and, and learnt a lot of what I now know today about hospitality. And from there, I actually went on to start my own um, Australian cafe company, Called, called citizens of. So, <laughs> so I think I think I'll need to flesh that out a little bit more. Yeah. The idea was, um, and I'll get a bit bit into this a little bit later. But the idea is that you know in Australia we're, we're a really young country, and we're a very um, we're, we're a young country full of immigrants. You know, my parents were kind of off the boat from Italy, and a lot of my a lot of it was the same story with a lot of my friends. You know, it was a lot of. You know, I had a lot of friends from from Asia and from other parts of Europe and, and so on and so forth. And I think what happens in an environment like that is you have young, you have young um, young kids growing up with really deep ethnic backgrounds, but truly don't have who, who don't feel tied to their traditions. You know, and so I think when you bring when you contextualize that into something like food and coffee. You you've got the uh, you've got the culture of espresso brought from Italy, and you've got that running through my veins as a young you know Australian Italian kid growing up. But no, we've got no allegiance to the tradition of it. So what ends up happening is you just start to find ways to innovate that. You know, mm-hmm. in 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 a country like Italy, they're probably tied to that tradition. They've been making it the same way. They've been oh, yeah. they've been roasting those beans the same way for for the last you know however many years. But then you bring that culture into a young, innovative country country like Australia, and we just find new and exciting ways to to work with things like food and coffee. So Australia, I think, is becoming well known today, but it has an amazing gastronomy industry, and they're really leading the way in the next gen of what cafes can be you know they're finding better ways to roast beans they're finding better ways to bring the craft back to coffee um, and food and so when I got to uh, New York I realized that this country um, like a lot of other countries you know loves coffee they do but it's, it was almost treated almost in like a medicinal way people just really drinking coffee for, for, for you know for the pure effect of it all and, mm. and guilty as charged <laughs> that's me i need a hit yeah do you think the the culture that you're describing in australia also is partly to do with the community aspect of the people you know i think also new york city might be a little tough everything is you know sort of quick and fast and you know coffee yeah it might be medicinal but it's just how we start the day and it's we drink it on the way to work and we're not really taking a moment to you know, sit and enjoy and mm. converse. Yeah. Um, so life is different in Australia. Did that play a part in what you felt when you came here? Absolutely. Yeah. And and I think that's actually, you know, I think if you you would ask me what is the key difference in, in, in a concept like citizens' cafes, it's exactly that. It's It's becoming less robotic about serving something like coffee and actually bringing the human touch back into it. You know, it's baristas that want to learn your name, want to learn a bit about you. Because if you think about what a coffee coffee shop is or a cafe, it's it's the pillar of your community. You know, it's not like that, that um, really, you know, fine dining French restaurant that you go to once or twice a year. You, you have a great coffee shop, you, you're there every morning, you yeah. know. And so... Is that what you guys thought differentiated you in the space? Because, um, you know, arguably the New York City restaurant scene is pretty complicated, right? Sometimes misunderstood, sometimes not embraced. I think uh, here's the one here's the one prep I did for this. <laughs> I, I Googled this one stat. Ready? There are more than 25,000 eating and drinking establishments in the five boroughs. 25,000. Wow. 
So what, what, you know, you have a tremendous amount of passion, enthusiasm. What else did you and your partner think would differentiate citizens from the multitude of establishments in the city? Yeah, it's, it is a good question. And I think, you know, in, in the realm of starting, a, you know, a food and, and beverage company, New York's probably one of the hardest markets you can right. do it in around mm-hmm. the world. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, not to be cliche, but I think, you know, sometimes being naive is bliss. You know, we, I hadn't worked in coffee shops for, you know, 30, 40 years and either had my business partner, Andy. And I think that was a, we had just enough experience to technically know what we were doing, but also recreate what we had wanted in, in this venue. And I think you actually hit it on the head before, which is, hey, even a city as busy as New York, every cafe doesn't have to be about convenience. And that was our difference. You know, well, I think we're missing the connection it, and the community. Exactly. And I think, you know, to go back to it, that's why we named it Citizens. Actually, the name came about from us sitting in an airport and actually being put in the all other citizens line. You know, you had the US passports line and we got put in that other bucket. And I think it... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Yeah. And I think it came there and then, which was, no, we want to create a cafe that's the pillar of that community that really, that really, really kind of serves that neighborhood because every neighborhood, as we know, is so different, you know? So where, first of all, is your partner also from Australia? And where was the first Citizens opened? Yeah. Because I hear you're a chain now. <laughs> but we'll get to that. Oh, I wouldn't. I, I a wouldn't multi-location establishment, Dee. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> chain. Franchise. They're not, they're not Taco Bell. <laughs> no. Or yeah. Starbucks. Thanks, Dee. <laughs> Listen, it's, it's headed in that direction. It's taken off. But no, so it all, it all started with... Um, I think being a a young person in business, I wanted to – what was important to me is to share this journey with somebody. And so I wanted to be able to share the highs and the lows. And so my first – the first, um, you know, step in in order was to to find myself a a business partner. And I I actually think that's probably the most fortuitous – in my story, it's probably the most fortuitous part about this whole journey is that, you know, I now know what a good business partner looks like – and I was very, very lucky to kind of get that off the bat in in my business partner Andrew Geisel, who um, who essentially I met over the counter. He was making, I was doing my research on the New York market, um, which actually means just walking around and drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, he was serving coffees, and we just uh, struck up a great friendship right off the counter. And um, I shared the plans with him, and he was as excited about it as me. And I think. Wait, from the first meeting or you became friends and, you know, over time it's like, you know what, man, yeah. we can do this better than any of the other people. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't it wasn't for the from the first meeting. Okay. We we actually first and foremost became really great friends. Okay. Um and he essentially started teaching me everything I knew about coffee. Um, mm. He would close down the store that he was working with at night and, and I would come and out of his own free time he'd teach me everything about coffee. Wow. Yeah. So during so so that's the first one. Where was the first shop? So the first shop was we, you know, I think one of the hardest parts about starting a business in, in New York is, is you know, being young young people with, with, you know, essentially no credit history. We were finding it really hard to find a location. You know, people mm-hmm. would be like, where are you from? <laughs> like, what is this place? Wow. And so and he's, an, he, he's an American? No, he's he's from Australia too. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, he's from the Gold Coast. Um, that was your initial like, hey, mate. Y- yeah, pretty. <laughs> 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 that's, how, that's how we all recognize each other like good day mate uh, uh. is that a stereotype i'm asking a question because i truly don't know the answer no you know what diddy i've been here seven years and i and i still can't i mean you can probably hear it in my accent i still can't shake the accent i still can't shake saying mate i say it every day i think that do not <laughs> lose don't it. change yeah. do not change okay i think that i think that's i part. just needed to make sure that my uh my co-host wasn't being culturally <laughs> no not at all listen well, why are you throwing shade at me all day today listen, i'm tired go ahead <laughs> <laughs> Do you take out some of your frustrations on your business partner? Ooh, that, that's... Not frustrations, <laughs> just a little bit of shade. It's love-filled shade, though. That Wait, makes okay, us all so, glow. So, Sorry, back to your story. So the first location. <laughs> yeah, so the, so the first location was, um, you know, I think 
it was it was good luck in the way that you know I think I've heard a lot of people define good luck as being um, prepared you know prepar- when preparation meets place and that was definitely the case with our first location we were taking meetings all over town and taking coffees we were drinking coffees with with anybody who'd hear us or would give us advice and we'd drink a beer with anybody who could you know help us or give us connections and one of those coffees was with um you know we didn't know at the time but it was with a gentleman who was running coffee shops um more in the kind of classic um you know american model who was ready to um was ready to move on and you know i think originally we just met him for a coffee and for some advice and then i think he was so kind of impressed with with our concept that we eventually ended up um kind of succeeding that location from him Wow. So yeah. then you, what neighborhood is this in? So this is in Chelsea, um, right Ooh. right next to the High Line. This and is Chelsea, Manhattan. What yeah. year is this? So this is late 2016. Um, so this is about three and three and a bit years ago now. So you, you're still pretty new to the scene and you were already <laughs> taking off. So how did – what was the first week in business like for you? Well, you know, I think I can be really honest about this now. Did he? Uh, <laughs> got I, very serious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I think this is a really interesting point in 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 any kind of young projects that, that people take on, which is I think in the beginning we all feel like we need to know we need to know exactly what we're doing, and I think you both started off the podcast like that. You know, what is perfection? And we absolutely had no idea what we we're doing, and that's okay to say now. Yes. <laughs> and, Nobody got poisoned, well, I'm assuming. Well, yeah, I mean, you had not done it before. I have to say, I have visited that location prior to me knowing anything about you. And um, I remember walking in, and it does feel, I've only been to the Chelsea location, it does feel different. <laughs> it feels like home like it feels like someone's yeah. house wow. it, it, it's not represented as a house but mm-hmm. it just felt warm and welcoming yeah and i thought the the, the decor felt that way too yeah. i don't know if you've changed the decor <laughs> since you opened in 2016 but i just remember the turquoise <laughs> yeah yeah See? and i remember some of the menu items i thought they were very interesting yeah um most notably i think i had the banana something or another and my friend was like you're gonna eat that for lunch and I yeah. Was like, yeah the banana split the yeah. banana split mm. i <laughs> Excellent. Yes. it was a rough day at work yeah. we decided to leave and ended up there but um nice. i think it's a really fabulous establishment thank you so much yeah i mean it was you know look that was our first our first location and, and there was so much you know i heard this interesting analogy that it was like trying to drink water from a fire hose you know it was intense like the first week and then the first month and six months and year was just so much learning you know it was it was a new thing every week did so, you have oh go ahead he's <laughs> <laughs> no, back i have so many questions <laughs> i do too i wanted to know if you had this is what happens when we don't have a couple of questions did you have a blueprint did you say okay uh we have the space um these are the five things we need to do first or what yeah, actually, no, we, we, we did. And I think that's st- they're all stemming from a lot of these, like, you know, meeting with mentors, actually. Yeah. We would, I think that was, that still is to this day a really thing that I'm proud of in, in terms of our kind of, I don't know, leadership style or our operating style, which is we're unafraid to say, hey, we don't know what we're doing. Mm. And we would take, once again, we'd take so many meetings with people and calls and, and so, you know, essentially we started with a little business plan and then, you know, a branding deck and, and then it was one thing at a time. And I think that, you know, that's, that's been the journey the whole way through, which is we take it day by day, week by week. Um, and we try not to stare up, at, you know, to the peak of the mountain because when you're at the base, that, that's, that's a long way up, you know, and I think that's where people think, you know, what, that's just, it, it looks too hard. So, you know, forever and always, we're always just thinking about that next step. And I think that next step becomes, um, you know, you start moving faster and you then you, you then you start running and you gain confidence. And, you know, we went from Chelsea, I think we opened our second location uh, 12 months after opening Chelsea. And then once again, that was like a, a huge amount of learning. Where of, was that location? That was in Gramercy. 
Bells and Gramercy. Such a different neighborhood. Which is, in, it's extremely different. Totally different. Though. You know, Chelsea is, and I, and I think we look at them all, you know, now, you know, now I can really play on the name, which is Citizens Of. So every cafe is called Citizens Of that neighborhood. So we started with Citizens Of Chelsea and then it was Citizens Of Gramercy. And the idea was to really learn about that neighborhood, tap into that neighborhood, work out, you know, who are the kinds of people there? What, 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 what makes them tick? How do you change the menu? How do you change the aesthetic to really show them that this is not a quote unquote chain? Thanks, Didi. <laughs> <laughs> Didi, it's a negative thing. today. Yeah, it's yeah. a negative take. <laughs> no, well, but, but it really was. It was, it was New York is such an interesting place. It's like, you know, it's, it's, it's so many, every borough, every little neighborhood is different. And we now think of the citizens, you know, company as a little family, you know, Chelsea is, the edgy, um, artistic, you know, cousin, and Gramercy's like the more conservative, old school dad, you know. And now we've just opened on Bleecker Street, you know. And Bleecker Street's like a whole bohemian scene. <laughs> it's amazing over there. And so that's probably like you know, that's probably the David Bowie of the family. <laughs> Do they all have different menus? They are. They're having differing menus, and I think that's something that we're going to start that's growing. It's a por- a portion of the menu we want to start iterating to be more geared towards. Um, that neighborhood and maybe even paying homage to really kind of landmark and historic things about it. You know, we just opened up on Lafayette street in Soho citizens of so four <gasps> locations, four locations <laughs> and for a project that started in 2016 <laughs> yeah. and it's only 2020. I know. May I ask how old you are? I'm about to turn 29 on Friday. What have I done? (laughs) It's one of the that is tremendously impressive. Thank you, Didi. I appreciate that. You're doing a lot very quickly. I also think it's impressive. Yeah, thank you. No, it's 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 been it's been a journey, and I I don't think you know. I'm I'm glad we did it young because, you know, I think as even from even in the three years that we've done this, I think I've changed as, as a person. Maybe I'm. You know, am I becoming, you know, more risk adverse or am I becoming more conservative? So I love that we started young because we were naive, you know, and we didn't know what we were doing. And and I think that was, that helped us a bit, you know, so. One of the things that I have observed um, in entrepreneurs is when they are setting out and it's just about manifesting the vision, the thought is just get it out there. (laughs) But when that involves bringing other people onto your team, there are all kinds of uh, new experiences that they didn't anticipate, obstacles, challenges mm-hmm. in terms of managing people yeah. and managing employees and being the boss. It's like when I set mm-hmm. out to, to do my thing, I never thought about, <laughs> you know, having to run payroll. Right. I just wanted to nature. do my thing. <laughs> I just I wanted, wanted to, to do, do my, my vision. I didn't, want, I didn't want to be the HR person. Right. I didn't want to be the, the disciplined person. I didn't want to be the, mm-hmm. you know, the referee. Right. Has having to wear those hats um, cause you to change your perspective at all on being a business person overall? Absolutely. Yeah. This is, this is actually a really hot topic because um, as the project grows or any project, you know, you, you, your role changes within it. And it's actually something that I'm going through right now. Mm-hmm. You know, in the beginning, I was the guy who made the cappuccinos. I was the cleaner. I was the accountant all at once. Mm -hmm. But then as you grow, you're right. All these little departments start popping up and your role changes so much within it. And I think that this is something that I'm doing a lot of learning right now, which is how do you effectively manage people and inspire people and how do you create culture? And like, what is this thing called culture? You know, Mm. because it means something different to everyone. And I think it's something that I'm working hard on now. And and I I think one thing that me and Andrew are really focusing on when it comes to managing people is being okay with not being the smartest person in the room. And in fact, that's the aim of the game. A hundred percent. You got to get the smarter people working for you. That is the aim of the game. I think it's just where so many people go wrong, right. which is, you know, it goes back to this whole thing about like it's almost ego driven. It's exactly ego driven. It's yeah. ego driven. And it's almost like I think it just stems from insecurities, like being this imposter syndrome of like, well, I'm here running this company and I should know how to do all your jobs, which is like the whole reason that we bring in these these great positions is so these people come into your organization and sprinkle their stardust on your project to make it grow. You're all rushing to the same goal. So that's something that we're focusing on right now, which is how do you tactfully inspire people, let them 
you know, ha- make their mark and, and, and let them add to, you, add to your story. Um, and I think it's really interesting. You know, by no means am I a master at it, but I think I'm, I'm learning and I'm, and I'm really passionate about it. Just the fact that you can acknowledge that there might be people who can contribute to your enterprise in a way that you might not be able to or just don't have the training to, that is a great start. It's very mature. Extremely. You're not even 30. I mean, I mean goodness. Is, is that how smart they are these AC states? I don't know. <laughs> you know what, though? I think, um, you know, just talking about instilling culture in your teams, what's interesting to me is it's actually how you've based your business, right? Mm. You're, um, it's all about culture. Citizens is about culture. Right. Yeah. The fundamental reason I think why you've done so well and are able to move so fast is that you're creating a mini culture in all of these different places. So, right. Because I, I don't know, I didn't do that step, but you know, four, re- four, right. Mm, yeah. Four in three years is three and a half years. is pretty extraordinary in this city. So I will definitely have you back because I'm interested to see where you end up with this. I think it might be a little bit easier because you already have that foundation of of culture and community. May I ask a question? And maybe this is a little, um, if you can't answer, just say Be careful. (laughs) You know how she's on a roll today. (laughs) No, there's no shade in this. This is a compliment. Are you folks already like starting to get approached by your competition or folks who are saying, wait, these citizens guys are on to something. Maybe we can grow this at a whole other level. And is that something that you would be open to or do you want to keep it a, you know, Mm -hmm. a very community-based New York experience? (laughs) The struggle of every entrepreneur. (laughs) Yes. You gonna sell out or what? I mean... (laughs) Oh, that's the shade coming. Diddy, you you want answers. (laughs) No, no. Truly, you don't have to no, you, absolutely. You can be as Look, opaque as you wish. No, what no. Are, let me put it this way. What are your future goals for your company? <laughs> that, that was a very tack way of asking that <laughs> question. Um, no, look, we're, we're, I'm an open book, and I, and I think for me, there's two sides to that question, which is one, you know, the, this a concept of Australian cafes, it, it's not just citizens, it, there's some other great brands there you know and I'm, I'm i'm unafraid to say that we're actually all once again moving towards the same goal because it it's my belief that this style of hospitality this community driven concept it's not just going to become a new york thing or an australian thing it's going to become the new norm of this country you mm-hmm. know and i think we're just lucky because i see i see us at the forefront of it so what will happen with citizens in the next 12 months? I think it's a really exciting time. Awesome. <laughs> it's an interesting time. And, and I think we're, we've got some pretty, pretty um, hard and fast plans right now. Um, we want to grow, yes, but we want to do it in a, in a really kind of – we, we want to stay true to those roots that I just described about sure. every community that we go to, we, we, we want to be conscious about you know, where we're expanding to and, and how, we're, um, how we're affecting that community. You know, our, our, our company – um, culture mantra is building building community through hospitality so mm-hmm. you know what you know what does that mean we can definitely unpack that more as we go but you know i think our our next plans are um we want to take this this um this concept um interstate so we've been looking at um well, we'll not be looking at. We'll, we'll actually, we will be expanding out to California this year. I was just because I was like citizens. Of I LA. wanted him to say New Jersey <laughs> because that would have helped my cause a little bit. I mean, I, I could, know. I could totally see a West Coast. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's it has all the makings of West Coast and and probably you know a blueprint that a lot of people will be asking for. Um, but I, I have I have a I don't know why I want to know this, but I okay. want to know this. What's your day like? I mean, do you, mm. are you do you wake up and say I want to hit all four today between mm. nine and twelve, and then or are you do you wake up and say you know what I'm just going to go yeah. serve coffee today in Chelsea and call it a day? And yeah. do you drink coffee throughout the day? Oh, I you know this is where He's me, Australian. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, this is this is where me and Andrew really differ. As I drink coffee because I love it, and but I also need it. Okay. Mm. I need to uh, look. You're talking to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> There's no one. Um, but it's you know once again my day that is so rapidly changing, and I love it because you know I think um, we were actually talking about this before the show, which is I love the idea that I'm. This is I think really tapping into who I am and what makes me think, which is learning and evolving as a person and even as a position, you know, and I actually want that 
for all of our teams. That's that's kind of what we pride out. That's one of our parts of our culture that I love is that don't check your passions at the door. Bring them in and let's find a way to align them with citizens. You know, you're a photographer. Well, let's let's find a way that you can you know you can you can do some work with citizens. Um, so my my day has just been forever changing. But right now, I'm I'm really focusing on trying to empower our team to 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 run the business you know and to not use andrew and i or or to not feel that andrew and i have to be there to make decisions i don't get every decision right and i never will and so i think my day now is being able to empower um empower empower our team and to kind of step out of their way a little bit and let them do their job so you know a lot of a lot of my days are kind of you know meetings and really you know kind of um, strategizing and, and empowering people and, um, you know, hypothesizing with some of our departments that are, you know, there's all these little, you know, Didi, you just said it, we've got all these little great departments <laughs> popping up. But every time we have a weekly meeting, there's like a new little department. It's like, all right, well, let's welcome in um, so-and-so from X department that's just <laughs> popped up. So it's really exciting times. But, yeah, I think most of my day really revolves around being side-by-side with um, with my team and and – um, you know, really empowering them about making decisions because I think at a larger scale of, of where we want to go, it's it's this citizen, this whole company is not going to be run through me. You know, it's going to be it's it's going to be the decisions of of many many talented people. What intimidates you at this point? Because you seem fearless. About <laughs> all of I know. These I'm thinking how I can work for him. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he will utilize your skills and <laughs> like, how do I allow you it? to thrive. She's a terrific <laughs> photographer <laughs> on the side. No, I'm really enjoying this, actually. She's got a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> record from a cafe. But, yeah, mm. are there things that still seem uh, ooh, a little bit daunting to you or mm. – at this point, have you just hit your stride, and it's like we can do whatever we put our minds to? No, I mean, I'd, I'd be doing a, a disservice to a younger Justin if I said that I haven't been um, that that this is like completely easy, you know, or that I don't get scared along the way because I do. Um, and they those those fears and challenges grow and evolve as the business does. You know, what sure. what was a fear yesterday is different today. More money, more problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As the biggie once said, right? right? Yes, <laughs> Brooklyn, yeah, Brooklyn in the house. Yes, um, but I think one thing that we've always, I think that we've always kind of wrestled with a bit as, as I suppose, young, you know, um, young people in businesses, is learning to balance, um, you know, life with, you know, life with, I suppose, work. To put simply, sure, you know, and I think it's so easy to just let it. You know, you want to work on it every minute of the day and, mm. and work on it every day. But that's that's a fear that I constantly, I think I'm trying to stay on top of, which is for for this all to work and to, and, to, and to be sustainable over the next, you know, how many ever years, I need to be, you know, life's about checks and balances. You know, I need to focus on my social life. I need to focus on having little passions that I have no idea what I'm doing, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I try really hard to, you know, when one little part of my life is not, um, you know, is, is kind of is a little bit out of whack, I try to I try to work on that a little bit and bring that back to balance. And then sometimes inevitably, yeah, I'm dropping the ball at citizens a bit, you know, so I'm trying to work on that a little bit. So, one, well, yeah, one, one thing that I'm constantly working on and, and, you know, I suppose, you know, fear setting a little bit is, you know, balance. Mm. Aren't we all? <laughs> Aren't we what, all? what about you, Didi? What, what's one thing that oh, you... <laughs> the guest? Oh, is... are we we doing this? <laughs> uh, uh, now you have to answer his question. Mm. Whoa! Oh, damn, I'm not ready. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, you know what? I actually, I, huh, I don't know. I'll go there. I still have fears about undertakings that seem impossible to me. Mm. And I very recently was presented with an opportunity that my first reaction was to say no, because mm. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I, I don't know how yeah. this is possibly going to come together logistically, mm. <laughs> um, dollars and cents wise. Uh, I, j- I yeah. don't have the connections. This, I, I just, I can't do it. My arms mm. only stretch about up. <laughs> <laughs> two and a half feet and that that's like a 10 foot 
ask, right? Yeah. But I even had like a dream about it. And it was like, you, you can't do it. And I woke up so disturbed because my thought in the shower, and I get some of my best ideas in the shower. Too. Same, same. It's a strange thing. Crazy. Like it just drops in. And what hit me was if you get to the point, Dee Dee, where you are not trying to do things that truly seem impossible, you aren't going to grow. Yeah. Like you will stay in the box. And then I started to feel like a hypocrite because I'm like, mm. you are in with a little podcast <laughs> trying to motivate people. Yeah. And I'm, I'm cowering from mm. this garg. What, what's the word I'm looking for? A gigantic challenge. Mm. And so I now, as terrifying as it is, I'm, I'm going to say yes. Mm. Now, I don't know how, though, <laughs> it's going to come together. Mm. And I have to be uh, vague about it, but this is another opportunity in the world of Broadway mm. production. Mm. And, you know, hey, maybe you will see my name on a marquee one day. Well, we but will. But what that I'm makes, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Me, what? If anyone... Has inspired you, it should be Justin. Because <laughs> oh, I, I'm like, I should say you, of course, Preeti, you have no, but, no, Justin, I, truly, I, you are because this is this is a game time decision that I like have made in the last couple of days. So I'm being very honest, I don't know how it's going to come together, but I believe some kind of way. Mm. You'll see my name in a playbill, yeah, absolutely. I can, I have never had any doubt, oh. no doubts there. Didi, we're going to follow up in six months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. We'll see where you are. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, like I think that's just the whole, I think it's been probably a good underbelly of this whole chat. You know, it's like so many people, you know, don't take that first step because they don't know what it looks like at the end. And, yeah. you know, I don't know where Citizens is going to be in six months or 12 months, but I think I think what's interesting about these journeys is that you you – you embark on one journey and you see that not knowing where the end point is and, and having enough courage to actually just kind of jump off the cliff gives you so much confidence that then eventually like one day, you know, I, I look at people like Richard Branson who they actually call Dr. Yes. Mm. Mm, I didn't know that. They call him Dr. Yes because I think like, you know, he's he's just such a good story of an everyday person that, you know, he's, he's dyslexic and, and, he, and, you know, and, and he's got his own kind of challenges as we all. Yeah. And he he's just the king of saying yes to great opportunities and he works it out as he goes. I mean, I think that's a key differentiator. You know, you're limiting beliefs and not having them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, that was unintentional. That was it. That was it. <laughs> Exactly. Um, oh gosh, gosh, we have to wrap this up. But I have to say, uh, when are we going to the citizens? New citizens. <laughs> We're going to let's go to each out. of the citizens. I, let's do it. And Justin, what is your favorite thing on the menu currently? Oh, I am. Um, I'm a big. I'm a sucker for for a daily. Um, I'm a sucker for a daily smashed avocado toast. You know, it is it is something that I think I could just eat every day for the rest of my life. It is healthy and tasty. And, uh, and yeah, that's my thing. If any of our listeners were to visit the citizens in Chelsea, what would you do for them? <laughs> Anything, Justin? Look, we're shameless about trying yeah. to promote our little audience, and we we need like a beta test of whether anybody's even out there listening in hey, the New York metropolitan well, area. I like it. I like it. Let's do it. And I appreciate the hustle. Um, <laughs> so we've got, you know, as as I mentioned, we just opened a beautiful store on Lafayette Street, um, Lafayette and Kenmere, okay, um, in the middle of Soho. Ooh, Soho. So, That's uh, sexy, pretty. That yeah. <laughs> So it was like, you know, is definitely the sexy, trendy, you yeah. know, yes. member of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, I I would love to invite, um, you know, I'd love to invite all your followers in. Um, and for anybody who mentions the show, they can have a free coffee on, on us. Yes! Citizens of Soho. Citizens of Soho, ladies and gentlemen. Citizens of Soho Thank located so again much. where? It's on uh, 201 Lafayette Street, so right on the corner of Kenmia and Lafayette. Okay. We all love Soho, let's be honest. Yeah, we yes. do. Okay. <laughs> so the people need to be able to see Justin's face because you really, you're giving me Jackman, all the charm, all the charisma. <laughs> Beautiful guy. Beautiful guy. Thank Where you. can people find you and follow you on the interwebs? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you've not heard that word before. Uh, I understand. Uh, oh, <laughs> 
There's me throwing shade back. <laughs> oh, oh <laughs> I still love you, though. I love you. Too. I like this. I like this. But um, no, I think I'm 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 on all the uh, all the social platforms. Um, What's in- the handle? Instagram. Um, I'm on uh, JP Jufrida. Um, so JP is my first two initials, and then Jufrida is my last name. But um, how do you spell that? <laughs> it's it's a tough one, but it's um G I U double F R I D A. They'll be looking. Also, yeah. don't forget to follow Citizen. Yeah, so so you can definitely find me. Me and Andy kind of feature a little bit um in all of Citizen Social. So our handle is uh, citizens um, dot of on Instagram. So that's where we probably do a lot of our. Uh, you know, a lot of our storytelling. So please get on get on board and follow the journey. This is so amazing. Follow follow Justin, follow Citizens. Head on over to Citizens Soho. Gramercy or No, but Citizens Soho. Oh, so, Soho to get the, the free coffee. You gotta mention yes, that you stuff, heard about stuff. it on the Bali Effect and Whoa. they'll hook you up with the free coffee, which yeah, is pretty incredible. Absolutely. Our first promo. <laughs> <laughs> don't I don't know what to do. This is so amazing. We have Unplanned. to go get coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Justin and mine's gonna be like two people came in, <laughs> <laughs> no. and, and they were the two. That and it was pretty yeah. indie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we loved having you on, Justin. Thank you so much. Oh my! I could keep on going. I know we could. We're, we're getting the cue. Right. We'll have him back. Yeah. Okay. We like repeat guests. Listen, <laughs> please, uh, truly check out their their cafe because they are. Not only on the come up, they're about to explode. So don't you want to experience them at the ground level, people? I mean, Forbes magazine has already taken note. You guys mm-hmm. are yes. Listen, we, we try to bring out the best <laughs> on the Valley Effect. So. All right, guys. We'll Thank catch you, you next time. Thanks, Justin. Thank you so much for having me. Pleasure. Bye. Please subscribe to our podcast on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, follow us on Instagram, the underscore Bali underscore effect, and we'll see you there. Thank you. Bye. Check us out.